You are listening to the Hello Sport Podcast. Okay, okay. Welcome back to the Hello Sport Podcast, home of unqualified opinion and unwavering bias. Back for our third week mid-COVID crisis, Eddie. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we're doing our best to keep the punter and the dribbler um, up and about, keep them um, satiated mm. uh, in terms of dribble and yarn. How have you been? I've been, week? look, I've been, I've been well. I mean, I can't really complain. We were saying earlier, if, you know, I do long for the old times, I do long yeah. for yesteryear, yesteryear Tom. Yeah. I'm not going to say I don't long for yesteryear. No. But I'm also not hating isolation. I'm not hating it. No. I mean, it's allowed me to sort of unwind a little bit. Yeah. But, you know. Of, you know, like uh, de- de-stress, defrag. Yeah, defrag a little de-frag. bit. Yeah, things are less. Clear the cachet. Yeah, yeah, clear the cachet, punters, <laughs> dribblers, uh, for those that like to clear their cachets from time to or time. The, or the cookies. Well, cookies, history, cachet, <laughs> usually you do a cleanse all-in-one. I'm an all-in-one yeah. sort of yeah, guy. Yeah, absolutely, top to bottom. Yeah. A spring clean. A spring clean. Um, and look, audit. <laughs> the reasons for clearing one's history are varied. Yep. Usually similar. Yeah, yeah. But can be varied. Varied but similar, usually some sort of, you know, just even mildly <laughs> nefarious purposes. Yeah. Look, usually nefarious. But in doing so, you do usually get a clearing of the cache in there and some cookies for good measure. And that what, what's positive about that is a couple extra gigs to work with, usually. Well, not always. Not always. A gig's a lot. <laughs> I'll give you a couple of hundred megs. Well, I'm prepared it, I to mean, give you that. You know what? It also, that's it's heavily reliant on times between cache cookie yes. clearance. Yes, because you can, you can build up a cache. You Big can time. build up a cachet. And Big I think time. that my life to this point has been a build-up of the cachet. Yeah. The cachet now starting to be cleared. Yeah. Which is nice. But I can see, Tom, a point, and I'm not sure where it is, but I know it's coming, depending on how long this isolation game runs for, mm. where I do start to feel the strain. Yes. Well, it's it's counterproductive at some point. Because I need to be around my friends. Yes. And I need to unwind in other ways. Correct. By by winding up. By winding up. Yeah. And bouncing out. Sometimes you gotta you gotta wind up to wind yeah, down. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes you gotta wind up and bounce out to wind down. Mm. Always said that big believers in a good bouncing for the for the clearing of some ca- other parts uh, other, of, other parts caches. Of ca- other caches, yeah. Uh but this one, you know, I'm look, I'm fine. I'm hanging in there. I mean, you know. Trying to stay active, Tom? Yes. Trying to stay active. Yeah, I've been doing a bit of jogging myself. Good trying man. to sort of you get the heart better. rate up. Yeah, look better. You look better. Just get the heart rate up a mm. little bit. I'm yep. still, I'm still not at any point where like I'd want to go for a, a, a socially distanced run with a friend or a colleague. Throw some, throw some numbers at me. Well, what, I are, mean, you, what are you knocking out? Oh, mate. I mean, I don't even know the numbers. Get I'd the, say no, I run if you get from, the Nike running app, you're running with your phone. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, then get the Nike running app, and it'll tell you. Oh, like distance travel. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I mean, I can tell you. I ran Time from, and distance. I ran from Bondi to the the cemetery. Uh, yeah. And back? No, I walked back. <laughs> Papa had some sore ankles, feet, knees, hips. So you, but you ran around the coast, like around the path. path yes. Tama, yeah, yeah, Bondi, yeah, yeah, Bronte, yeah. Up, yeah, to, yeah, yeah. Yeah. up to the thinger. Nice. Not bad. Tell you what, you can't use the communal fucking water anymore no you can't just i went to you know and oh no, no yeah but i think i think running without water and it keeps you honest it does and it, i think it tests your metal you test, test your metal what 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 what, what have i got off. yeah what am i made of 
take away the number one necessity for life. For life. And then you see... And you see what you're made what of. What you're made of. Yeah, yeah, that's it. I will say this, Tom. Had a thought during my week. Feel like runners in some way becoming the new bike rider. In terms of their in, like their their imposition upon society, yeah, yeah, people getting pissed off by the runner. I'm starting to find so being like, you know, when you're running, yeah, inevitably there are going to be points in which sometimes you uh, come up behind a walker because you haven't seen them, right? You yes. can't slow down from necessarily. Yep. Or they might just be hogging the whole fucking path and you, they're not too interested in moving. Yeah. Can't be fucked. Yeah. You know? Because Yeah, okay. I'm carry on. Do you know what I mean? There's, no, those, there's those sort of people yeah, in the yeah, world. Yeah, no, absolutely there is. I just, you're setting a scene here. Yeah. I'd like you to carry on. Okay. Now, I have been noticing an influx in greasies based on me going past the walker. Oh, okay. Yeah. And I'm starting to hear some, some you know, whispers. Some, well, some whispers throughout society around, you know, the runner getting too close to the walker, co- like splattering onto the walker, like oh, Tim, COVID, like COVID, COVID related. It's, it's a COVID related issue. Gotcha. Okay. Tim Dumbrell, friend of the show, father-in-law to be. Yeah, he he had he has this problem with runners himself. Oh. That's where I'm sort of getting it from, and now okay. I'm starting to notice the looks, the sly you remarks. Yeah. You know, like one woman greasied me for about a minute straight the other day because Ella stopped to take off her jumper and we locked eyes for a while and just worked each other over. It was right. good. Yeah. It was passionate. Yeah, well, that's it. It was passionate. Yeah, yeah, cool. But you know you're was, alive when you're in but the But there was of a anger there, Tom, because yeah. that fat thing wouldn't move off the path. I mean, look, I now. I, and she took umbrage with me going around. Don't know why. But no. She did. See, now, I mean, I would say this if. I can see how the two worlds of the runner and the walker collide. Now colliding. Now colliding. More than ever. Well, just sort of, you know, they're, they're noticing each other more, whereas I think at one point the walker was not concerned by the runner. Yes. But the runner's always been conso- concerned by the walker. Because, yes. look, I've done running in my time, punish dribblers. Have done it. Don't let the figure deceive you. And a slow walker taking up the sidewalk, not spatially aware, not realising. Stay left. It's like It's like traffic. Keep left. Keep left and leave some overtaking space. I'll run round you. Or it's like when you're in, in an Asian nation and there are tuk-tuks galore and scooters. You just walk across the road. Don't try to stop for them. They'll avoid you. Yes, yes. There's there's a there's a order to the chaos. Yes. And when it's coming to these COVID times, people, they want their space. They want their distance. They're worried, you know. Don't walk then. Stay inside. That's where I'm getting to. That's where I'm getting to. If you are that worried about it, you shouldn't be outside. You shouldn't be out and about. That's no. my feeling. Yeah. If especially if you're just walking, because you can get a good walk in anywhere. You can't get a run up in your living room. You could just walk around your house. Or if you want to, if you want to walk, walk somewhere where there's ample room for overtaking. I would say no, potentially to a bush track where yeah. you are going to come into really close proximity with people. Yes, but you know? a bush track is, I would say, probably more suited to the to the walker. No, no, people run bush yeah, tracks. But They're bush, fun. A bush walk is a thing. A bush run... Oh, it's, yeah, it's called a trail run. Yeah, I guess, but I mean, I think that the you shouldn't be denying the but, walker but the I'm just right say- to the bush. No, I'm just saying if you are concerned about holding up your end of the one and a half then you might you need to allow one and a half at all times you're not going to get that on a bush track no you're not you've got to be there are there are inherent dangers in taking to the bush that's right so i guess where i'm at is 
If you don't like it, fuck off. Fuck off. Stay at home. <laughs> yeah, that's directly to you, Tim Dumbrell, from Eddie. <laughs> uh, but that's just my uh, point of contention. I will no, say this fair. just to uh, to end on it. Just because the run of the new the new cyclists the cyclists aren't off the hook, they are everywhere. I wouldn't even moment. I wouldn't even want to sully the runner with the cyclist <laughs> tag because cyclist still pieces of shit, mate. I was driving over the spit the other day, coming back up towards Mossman, and this prick is taken on. Just, you can go left, and there's a road that goes up and around, mm. and you avoid that sort of spit hill. Yep. And he's taken it on his bike, and I'm like, bruh, what are you doing? Taking the whole lane. And he's, you know, he's in fucking gear 10, just trying to work up this thing yeah. in hell. And I'm yeah. like, bruh. Just because it, we're living in pandemic times doesn't mean that you've got the road to yourself. It's 10.30, bro, on a Sunday. It's not 5 a.m. I'll allow no. it at 5, but at 10.30, I'm not no. allowing it. No, no, you can't. And then we got to the top of the hill, and it was just pandemonium. The cyclists had taken two lanes. See, Bloody... that's the problem. See, I'll tell you what as well. The... You give them an inch. They'll take a And they'll take the lanes, problem, mate. They'll the take lanes with off you. cyclists, almost the COVID of the road, dude. Like, yeah. the problem is is that the the ramifications for error the, is life and death. But that's why, okay, people go, people go, why do people hate cyclists so much? I tell you why, bruh. Because if I come around a corner and there you are on the road doing one mile an hour and I hit you and kill you, I'm in prison, bruh. Yes. The driver realises the potential for catastrophic events. Yes. The cyclist doesn't seem to care. No, he, he couldn't give a shit, mate. If you cared one iota about your safety, you wouldn't ride on the on the highway. You wouldn't ride on the road. You'd go to like specific bike tracks and ride, mate. Like people, you see people getting down carriageways and motorways, and I'm like, mate, bruh. It's just, I, or the they overtake on the in on the the left hand side of a car when so you just you, like overtaking historically, Eddie. Done, done on, on the outside. Done on the outside. Yeah. So the driver can see. And they, when they, especially with a lot of the uh, food delivery services going on right now, mm. your Uber drivers, your Deliveroo's, mm. things of that nature. Mm. Fuck me, dude. It is, it's chaos out there. But we digress. We digress. But just wanted important. to get, just felt like we needed to get that off the yeah. top of the I don't chest. think the runner is the cyclist, though. I think that's too, that's not fair. Well, you know what? I came on, I came on today looking for support. Yeah. I've received it. You've got and it. I'm feeling a lot better about it. And I think the P&D will agree with that wholeheartedly, if I know him as well as I think I do, Eddie, and that's pretty well. <laughs> now. Talk to me about what happened yesterday. So, very dear friends I've, of the cause, show. Because... I don't know what happened. No. We were saving it for today. We were saving it for today. Now, very dear friend of the show. Now, I just want to get the business spot on so that any punter dribbler can go and uh, and help out, do their part. So just give me two seconds, punters dribblers. Bear with. I tell you what, these are in phenomenal, Nick. Yeah, I know. Look, not a... But hold on, let's just, let's, let's get to it first, you know? Sure. I'm just saying to you. No, I know. So... Punisher was a very good friend of the show, Grinzy boy, yep. uh, but obviously his partner, Anna Maria. She does Cakes and Cupcakes by Anna Maria. Mm -hmm. The website is www.cakesbyannamaria.com. Cakes by Anna Maria, delicious, shortbread game, through the roof, fantastic. And nutritious. And nutritious. If you don't think shortbread isn't good for you... Yeah, you're off your head. You're off your head. You're mate. off your head. Uh, see a dietitian, bro. Now, anyway, she very kindly sent us through some amazing cakes. 
there's a Hello Sport logo there you may have seen on our Instagram. Tell you what, yeah, she's put that in there. Punters and dribblers. I yep. tell you what, punters and dribblers. Not a not a, a skerrick of icing out of place. No, it's these. perfect. This is inch perfect stuff. And Eddie, they, these were delivered to me on Sunday. Now, if you think that me and Steph didn't hook into a couple yesterday, then you obviously don't know me. So obviously mm. we had a few, but I kept all of the Hello Sports specific ones for us, for the punter and the dribbler, so we could share it all together. Cool. But anyway, so these got dropped off to my house at like midday on Sunday. I wasn't at home at the time, so I couldn't get them. I just said, leave them at the front of the apartment where fucking packages are left all the time and I'll just grab them when I get home at some point. So like you think about if you get deliveries for anything. If they can't fit in the mailbox, I'll just leave it there with your name on it, whatever. So she's left it there and sent a photo so I knew where it was. And then it must have been like maybe four hours later, whatever, four or five hours later and Steph was down there to grab them and she's like, they're not here. And I'm like, what do you mean they're not there? She's like, they're not here. So she comes back upstairs and she's like, yeah, they're not there. I then open our, we're like level three of an apartment complex and I open the door and our neighbor's door is open. And I just sort of out of reflex just said it. I just went, hey man, have you seen it like a box of cookies or anything? He's like, oh yeah, uh, yeah, I'll go and I'll go grab those there. And he's, and he's gone back into his living room and he brings them out. And I'm like, huh? Like you've just stolen. What? You've just stolen shit from the front of the house. What's it say on top of you? Hello, sports lads. Enjoy. Love. Yeah. It doesn't say, I'm not going to say his name, but it doesn't say his name. Now, it no, it say, doesn't. It doesn't say our names, but it doesn't say Hello, his sports name. pod. Yeah, but Says I mean, our name. he may not know that, you know, the apartment place where I live is home of one half of Hello, sports. Yes. He may not. Yeah, yeah. He's not a, he's certainly not a dribbler. He's a thief. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so... I've, I just kind of got him off him and I was like, okay, thanks, bro. Like, that was very weird. And did you ask him why he stole, why he no. stole shortbread no, that wasn't I, his? I didn't. Because he's got a, you and him have had running. So this is why I didn't, I was so flabbergasted because not like a month ago, and I don't think I've said this on the podcast. I don't I know if I just, you did. I think I, I just missed it. But our neighbor, so again, we're on the third floor and it's our apartment and his apartment next door. It's just us two. Right next to each other. Right next to each other. And we've always got on. Everything was all cool. We, you know, he'd go overseas and he'd come back with like a gift for us or some shit. I'll give him wine for Christmas, whatever. We're all very cordial and friendly. Lives by himself, weirdo. Now, we, uh, the manhole to our roof comes through our apartment. We share that. For, we share like electricals in our roof. Sure. So one, there was the, the, the big rainstorms that were like a month or so ago recently. They fucked up his power in his house. We were all good. The ones that we celebrated. The ones they were, that were on a Sunday. Yes. In Sydney. So he, the, he organized for electricians to come over when we weren't there, didn't tell us about it or anything. And Which then, is odd in itself. Well, yes. Because access through your house. Through our house. Should have told you. So he calls Steph. And we were both out of the house. He calls Steph and goes, oh, hey, um, I've got an electrician coming over shortly. Are you going to be home soon? He needs to get in through your house. She's like, no, I can be home in half an hour, but that's it. He then... So he's like, okay, I'll, I'll get him to wait half an hour. He then calls her back 10 minutes later and goes, oh, I hope you don't mind. I just broke into the back of your house and we're inside your house now and he's in your roof. And Steph's like, oh, what? Similar to me with the cookies, flab flabbergasted, didn't know what to do. Yeah, it's, yeah it takes the wind out. You're a little bit shocked about someone's behavior. And so then she calls me and then I call him and I fucking roast him. Yeah. I'm like, are you in my house, brah? It's like, yeah, I'm like, well, what made you think you could do that? Like, in what world does that seem cool? And also, 
how the fuck did you get into my house? And he's like, he's he's what the only owner in the building of his apartment, so he feels like he runs the joint. Yeah. And he's like, oh, which well, he doesn't. Which he owns he doesn't. his apartment. He, he doesn't apartment. own the building. No, I run the joint. Yeah. At least my joint. Yes. Oh, uh, I just sort of will leave the back window open so the cat can come in and out. Shout out to Louie if you're listening. I just uh, stuck my hand around and he there's like a lock on the fly screen door that he just crunched open. Like he's like, I know that if you push hard enough, they break. And I'm like... So it's broken now? Yeah. We had to get it fixed. Did he pay for it? Well, it was just fixed. We just said we need it fixed. It's been fixed. Okay. So like we didn't pay for it. But so this guy's broken into our house before and then... That's etch that he knows that. Of course it is etch. Of course it's etch. And is he the sort of guy that you think maybe uh, had a lot of experience in the breaking no, of I locks? No, don't. I don't think that. I think he's got experience in the like, maybe this is why you live alone because you're a fucking weirdo. <laughs> and like, I'm not, I'm not scared of the man. Eddie, I would feel comfortable. One on one? Well, giving him a knuckle sandwich if I had to. You'd punch on with him if you if it came to it? If I had to, Eddie. Now, you know that I am not, and neither are you, a purveyor of the knuckle sandwich. <laughs> no, I'm it's not. not our game. It's not our game. But were I in a position where a knuckle sandwich had to be delivered, yeah. I'd be comfortable... Would you, would you deliver it with, com- with extra mayo? I'd be comfortable <laughs> of giving him a knuckle sandwich laden with mayo. So there's no fear there, but it's just like I'm now. we're now living next to a freak. And he always will look in the window. That's the other thing. I'm. I, I, there's. A, He's just a weird motherfucker. Now everything's it, weird, right? Where but it is like, weird whatever. that he, when he comes up those back steps, has to go past your apartment. Yeah. It'd be better if you could swap. Yes. So well, that, I, I wouldn't want to go to his house. Perfect world. That'd be nice. But anyway, so he's just a fucking weirdo. Now it's like beyond the sort of a repair level. He apologised for breaking in because I baked him. And but he, he had to. Well, he had to. But he went miss. He went quiet. Didn't see him for ten days. Where you used to see him, he'll fucking hang outside your window all the time. Oh, looking for a yarn? Yeah. Oh, hey, how are you going? What's going on in there? What's his accent? It's like a Canadian-ish. Oh. Australian-Canadian. Oh, dear. Yeah, it's weird. Anyway, look. Don't worry about me, punish dribbles, first and foremost. I'll knuckle Sambo, the bloke, if I have to. Mm. Hope mm. it doesn't come to that, but... But do you think Do you think that this shortbread incident, the shortbread saga... The shortbread, shortbread saga. Was, is this part two of yeah. your, your feud? Yes, like, did he? But has he stolen these knowing that you're... That no, you own them? No, he's do just... Do you think? No, he's just stolen like, is them. Like, is this off oh, the back shit. of how you handled... No, no, no. The he's breaking? Just, he's just stolen them. But anyway, let's get back to the uh, the cakes and cupcakes by Anna Maria. Now, I, do we want to save any of these because it's got our logo on it? Or should we just eat them? Because they'll probably... Like, it's already starting and maybe the colour's running. Well, let's eat that one. All right, we'll eat the logo one. Yeah. And then... We'll divvy them up and we can have shortbreads and tea at home. That's this, right. That's right. In these uncertain times. That's right. But I think we should share one now. Yeah, we should definitely share a bite of one, you know. 100%. Um, so We'd thanks like again, Cakes by Anna Maria. I fucked that up big time. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Fucking hell. You made an absolute mockery of that, man. <laughs> but... <laughs> Hopefully the flavour will the flavor right, right a horrible uh, wrong. Well, I'll tell you what it was. The, uh, the structural integrity of the icing was so good and true. Mm. <laughs> so true. It was so true that the the shortbread, which mm. you don't want to be that strong and true. Mm. You want it to be... You want the shortbread to be to soft. To break apart. You want yeah. the shortbread to break apart. Mm. 
and that's what's happened. But mm. the mm. icing too strong and true. Great icing, very strong, very true. Mm. Tastes delicious. Um, but that brings us potentially to sport. Almost. Almost. Oh. As in yes, or you got something no. else? You got one more thing. Sorry for this audible nightmare that you're probably going through, Punish Dribbles, <laughs> which is us chewing into the microphone. Cupcakes by Anna Maria. I saw already on your socials, or maybe it was Ella's, your beautiful uh, baby G, mm. that, because obviously, Punish and Dribbles, you may remember from earlier podcasts that Eddie is isolating with Ella's family. Mm. And I saw you uh, basically getting... Unless a sister. Huh? Less one sister. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Shout out to that sister. Ruby. Ruby, what up? Um, in London. In the thick of it. In the thick of it. Shout out to our London, our London listeners. We've got, we're, some, we've got heaps of London. We're, we're, we're huge in London. We're fucking huge in London. And shout out to the London Curry Club. I don't yeah. know what you've been doing through this pandemic. I don't know if you can Probably carry on. Curry. You can't eat curry in these times. Yeah, but look, the, the Curry Club, I think you can still make them at home. Yeah, but you can't have people around. Maybe can you Zoom the, a curry? I don't you, know. I reckon you could. Anyway. I saw you putting your mother-in-law to be through her paces trying to get her to plank. That wasn't... No, no, no. That wasn't me getting her to plank. She was just like, yo, I've been planking three times a day. And we are like, what the Three fuck? times a day? Apparently. I don't know. Ask her why. But something about planking three times a day, three-minute planks, three one-minute planks. And I'd never seen her plank, right? And Ella was just in hysterics about the, the thought of her mother planking. And it was like, it was pretty late. I think it was like 9.30, 10 o'clock on a Saturday That's a night. late, that's a, you don't, no one really planks it's after 8.30, plank. do they? It was a late plank. Look, I look, very rarely will you see a plank after 8.30, Tom, very rarely. And even 8.30's pushing it. 8.30's a late plank. It's a really late, <laughs> plank. A late plank. I mean, statistically... Would the, you say 6 probably the cutoff oh, for an evening plank? No, look, I think 7.30. Yeah, okay. I think you're probably going to see 7.30 the last, daylight savings. I think you're probably going to see the last of your planks by 8 o'clock. That's yeah. if you've got maybe a seven o'clock class at the gym. That's true. Probably the absolute cutoffs an eight o'clock plank. But even rare is a Saturday night plank. This is a Saturday night. This is a Saturday night. Nine thirty isolation plank. And uh, so she just went and found a rug for cushioning, yeah. seemingly on the arms, and 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 whacked out a, a plank. And so was the was the goal about how long she could plank for? No, just was like I've been doing one minute planks, three one minute planks every day. I don't know if she's still doing them. She was doing them that Saturday. <laughs> And just wanted to show show everyone what she had. How was her form? Did she nail it? Form was good, mate. I was good. Look, I'll be I'll be honest with the P and the D, as we always are. Tom. Yeah, yeah, we got to be. I was skeptical. Yeah, I thought, okay, maybe she'll get to the minute, but the form will be shit out. Yeah, well, like the final ten seconds. Think will be... more of a pyramid than yeah, or like when wood gets wet and it starts to warp. Bow, bow, a bowed back was yeah. what I was a bowed plank, but sure as shit. And credit to her, credit where credit's due. Stiff as a board. Stiff as a board in the late night plank. <laughs> bloody impressive. Punters and dribblers, bloody impressive. So shout out to Nick. Shout out to Nicola. For one of the great planks. But see, that got me thinking, Eddie, and I'm happy for you to go with me on this, but ISO Olympics. ISO Olympics, yep. Ice Olympics. Ice Olympics, whatever. It's all deadly. Well, I just feel like there's maybe a cup. There's some things that you and I, the P and the D, could compete in. Yeah, who can be the best? Who can be the best while you're in isolation? So, like, so, we can both be doing them. Yeah. So, Ollie today, friend of the show, he knocked out a beep test. Yes, 12-5. That's my record. Now, 
I think that 12-5 is a pretty good number. That's a very good number. I think it's a really good number. Late 20s. Late you know, 20s. 29. He's all a 29. He's every bit of 29. He's all a 29. He is fit, though. He looks after himself, and he's got a pretty good engine, which is making me think, fuck, 12-5 would be tough going, I reckon. I'm trying to get to double digits. I think that's the goal I'm setting. Oh, Mate, yeah, I think you can get it. I will, you are big. You are huge. <laughs> okay, sure. But... There we go. We've got, we've got, how long can you plank for? I was thinking, what about like, how long can you hold your breath for? Like, fill the bath with water and you've got to fully submerge your head. No, in no, water. no. I don't, I don't, no, no, no. I'm not going to come on here and, 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 and tell the punter and the dribbler to use water. Just do it. What do you mean, tell the punter and the dribbler to use water? No, no, I'm just saying, because, because there's dribblers out there. Not big thinkers. What, we don't want to kill f- themselves. <laughs> but I don't know. Listen, if you drown yourself, <laughs> if you drown yourself, well, but you're trying are to you hold saying? Your breath, but are you saying we need to use water because they can't be trusted? Because I think that's a funnier visual as much as anything. Head down in the sink. Okay, put your head in the sink. Yeah, so if it goes wrong, you'll fall out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay, you don't need to lay in a bath. <laughs> don't lay in a bath. I don't need you to lay in a full <laughs> don't bath. Don't lay in a bath. I just need a bucket of water. You head. You submerge yeah. your head. Here's in. a bucket of water. And it's just, and then get your miso or your dribbler, your dribbler or your driblet to time you. Are we allowing hyperventilation? Whatever you can do to get you yeah. the best time. To the, to the crown, to the, to the crown. W. Yeah. Now, unofficially, I could get a minute, I reckon. So I reckon if you I don't get a minute, then don't bother. Well. Don't I, bother sending no, it in. No, no, no. I want to see all the failures as well as the successes. <laughs> You've got to celebrate wins and losses. So as bad as you are, I want to see it. What about like, you know, you go, everyone's going to, if you don't have a tape measure at home, but like. How big you? (laughs) (laughs) If we got a Glen 20 in your pants, you know, like distance from a bin and you've got to drain as many consecutive scrunched up bits of paper, your paper tosses. Remember, this is ISO Home Olympics. Look, I like the paper toss. I think. We can throw has there got to be a, has there? Got to be a minimum dos- distance? Yeah. Well, we've got to have what a... What is it? The constant would maybe be like, what, five metres? Or is that too big for apartment living? No, you can get five metres across a fucking room, can't you? I don't know. Maybe not. I think I think at least five metres. For difficulty's sake. Yeah, that's what yeah. I'm saying. Oh, no, we don't want it to be a layup. No. Mate. Five metres. Five metres. If that's too long... Then we might recalibrate. We might. We we'll might, let you know. We might recalibrate. We'll let you know. Um, Look, if you're in the business of holding your breath in a bucket, planking for gold, uh, how many consecutive objects into a bin from five minutes plus? Look, if you if you think there are any that we've missed out, we're going to take submissions before we kick this thing off. We'll also put it up on the Punters Dribblers page on Facebook, which if you're not a member of yet, then what the fuck are you doing? Uh, Punters and Dribblers on Facebook, that is. Um, so we'll then we'll we'll land on say maybe ten ISO Olympic. Uh, well, what's event? a decat? What's a decathlon? Eight? No, it's ten. Ten. Deck. Oh yes, of course. What's there's a female one? Is is there that less? No, I don't think so. I think you might be thinking of like a heptathlon or some heptathlon. Shit. Yeah, what am I thinking? That's just of? numbers like hexagon, octagon. Yes, of course. Decathlon. Ten. Yeah. If you could name them, you'd be doing well. You'd be doing very well. I just I got three. 
Decagon or Dodecahedron. I don't know. Look, Dior. No, the, I'm saying. Dior you geometry. Could, I'm saying if you could name the events in a decathlon, you're doing well. Oh fuck no! No one cares about that shit. But, All right, but we'll t- so ten. We well, need ten not, events. It, we'd like ten events. If we can get ten, we can get ten. We'll call it a decathlon. Ten's way. a nice even number. <laughs> yes, it is. And each week maybe it's a competition, or each day we'll have the, the you know the next event that you've got to compete in. Each week, no, I think week gives think people week gives, time. Yeah, it does because you can you can. And I reckon we'll be we'll be in this ISO game for ten weeks. Yeah. So what's week one? Breath hold. The breath hold. Yeah, I think so. So by Friday, we're all gonna be we've, we're gonna start posting our breath hold. Now you videos. can do. Now you can do a sink or a bucket. But you've got to. But have you your can't be in a bath. No. We don't want you to die. No. We don't want that you know on what? our plate. You can be in a bath if you have a spotter. Yeah, you need a spotter. Well, you're going to have to have a spotter because you're getting filmed. Yes. Yeah, well, mate, some people might live alone. I don't want to discredit and just them. Set up their camera yeah, themselves. you can set it up no, on a tripod true. or something. No, I don't want to rule them out. That's true. ISO Olympics, first week, week one event is holding your breath, and we will start taking video submissions. If you want to submit your video now, that's fine, but. Friday's the day if you want to prepare and sort of like... No, no, from now until next week, you can submit. Yeah. Until Monday. Until Monday and we come in. Monday, whatever the fucking date is of that Monday. Monday, April 13th. Yep. That's the cutoff. That's the cutoff for your breath hold. Um, But please send in. Were you in a baggy green? No, you won't. Well... No. No, you won't. You won't. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, should we get into some sport? Is there yeah, anything yeah, else yeah. ISO related that I've missed, Eddie? Uh, Violated daylight savings. That's about it. I will say this about daylight savings, and I don't know what it is. It, As soon as it's gone, which it now is, mm. gets colder. Feel like the feel like it just you feel like your body just goes whoa yeah are we in autumn oh shit we are in autumn your body almost just realizes whereas if you still feel like you're in I don't know some I just it, I think that's also change. you know what that is Eddie and and look I'm no scientist punters dribblers but the seasons right. So there are the seasons. So there's summer, which is hot. No, I know that. And then dickhead. there's autumn. I know that, dickhead. There's I'm autumn. saying, I'm saying that, that is specific. like a transitional okay, it was, time. It was cold today. It was cold today. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, it's on, not summer anymore. Yeah, but on Saturday it wasn't wasn't cold. Well, that's how this I'm just saying work. it's funny the timing, mate. It, it's that's what happens though, right? It's not funny. It'd be funny if it was happening in summer. No, no, not no, in no, autumn no, no, when no, it's no, meant no, to be. No, it's no. meant to be getting gradually oh. colder. Temperatures. But descending. I'm saying, mate. <laughs> That the timing Isn't of the specific day, it's been autumn for a month and a half. Don't you reckon it's weird how it snows at like You're Threadbow and shit? Like places idiot. that are really high up in winter? You're an idiot. <laughs> well, You're an idiot. Okay. I'm talking about the specific date, <laughs> champ. Fucking hell. <laughs> Fucking crazy how cold it gets <laughs> in the winter months, man. You ever notice that? June 1st, oh, winter. Oh, fuck, winter. First day of. Well, that's what they're saying, right? They're saying that rugby league's gonna be back June first. I heard. I saw. You it, know what I find? You, you go. I just like the headline. I saw it's like rugby league CEOs or rugby league whoever the fuck it is looking for the safest place on earth. Like that's what they're looking for to house this thing. But Mate. then just by virtue of having sixteen NRL teams and all of that, they it'll immediately become like the least safe place on earth. Yeah, yeah. It's not. There's nothing gonna be safe about it unless no. they. Look, it's not going to be safe, let's be honest. With that many people, footy players, high testosterone, high pressure. Virile gentlemen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, it's, it's it's recipe for disaster stuff. What I find hilarious is they always refer to their, like, pandemic expert who's also anonymous. 
Could be anyone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, uh, How do we know they're talking to actual bi- experts? They're biosecurity expert and expert in pandemics. It's like, listen, I'm sure he's. An, you've got an expert in pandemics on the go here, but you got to think we've got like experts, uh, the federal, and then all the state and territory levels. It's like this guy's probably down the rung. Yeah, what, some gun-to-hire pandemic expert yeah. who's also a yes-man? Yeah, exactly. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, make no mistake, mate. Like, I was just watching something then. The NBA is basically saying we the season will be cancelled and they're trying to figure out what that looks like financially, what are they other players, et cetera, et cetera. Like, people are coming to terms with seasons being cancelled. The NRL's like, nah, bar, uh-uh. we're coming back June 1. We're back. Which is like... Six weeks, all resting on this pandemic expert, some bloke that no one, or woman, that no one knows about, no one's yeah. met, no one's allowed to meet or talk to. Which seems weird. That already, that pricks up your ears. Yeah, who's probably getting paid stupid money to sign off in the competition so he can keep going. Because, look, I mean, let's all be realistic. If they don't get this thing off the ground this year, there's no knowing what looks like No, it looks it'll like be bed shits, bed shits are plenty. Well, it's just going to be a different world, mate, Yeah, it will As be. if it wasn't already. Yes, it'll be weird. But June 1, I'm looking at June 1 like, what? Where's now, June Now, hear me out here. Just trying to spitball here, and obviously the NRL, are we the pandemic experts they're talking to? I don't know. But look, we don't... No. Technically, no, but maybe. Not officially. Not officially. That We're not being named for legal reasons. But what and we about, signed India. Yeah. What about, Eddie? Obviously, right now, especially in New South Wales, your cruise ships are at the heart of the problem. Globally, really, they're like floating Petri dishes. I heard them described as like uh, basically a, almost like a place where uh, like a perfect environment for COVID uh, to spread, right? Yes, mate. They're disgusting. They're disgusting. Now, what if we get some cleaning service in? I don't know who they are, but like top notch, top of the line cleaners. Get one of these shit heaps that are floating off the coast of Australia. Well, you, mate, you get the crew already on the fucking thing. No, because they're COVID riddled. You get them off and probably kill them or drown them. Just gangplank them. Gangplank them. Well, gangplank them. Bring the gangplank back. Bring back the gangplank. Get rid of the crew. Clean that thing to within an inch of its life. Get the deck where it's like a pool and, you know, cocktail bar, whatever. Get some guys in there. And this is about creating jobs for Australians here. Get them on there and get them to re- get them to turf the fucking deck, and then you've got every team just living on a boat and playing rugby league on a boat. They're not big enough, are they? Would they be? Big yeah, enough? they're big enough for a field. You reckon? Yeah, fuck yeah, they are. Look, I'd like. I'll go, I'll go with you. I'll Mate, go with you. I'm sure some are. So I'm sure then, some are. Yeah, of course they are. Mate, you find one big enough. Yeah. There are big ones. Mm, there are big ones. There are big ones. There's huge ones. There are huge ones. They're floating cities. Exactly. So now we have a Full floating, of Westies. Imagine having with a, COVID. Yeah. So now it's floating. Now it's a floating... Mecca for rugby league. Mecca for rugby league. You could even charge for COVID-free fans to get on there and experience it with them. It allows you to film it. It allows you to film probably what's going on in there. The reality show we all the want. The thing as well is, if you can guarantee that people getting on are COVID-free... And then you, you seal the door seal and you door. sail off into the harbour and put, probably put it in the middle of the harbour. Have it floating in, in the, the middle, middle of, of the harbour. Because that's a lot of fun. Dude, that's a lot of fun. A lot of fun. Choppers flying Choppers over, over the top. So you get your Channel 9 in there and you get your Fox Sports, you get the players, you Project get the medics. the game up onto the harbour bridge. And you get enough food to last you for... A year, yeah. just in case. Just in case. More than you need. More than you need. More than you need. Insure everything's safe. 
And then you've got two options, right? You wait, you wait two weeks. Either we've all got COVID and we miss something on the way in, or we're, well, none of us do and we're safe. Yeah. And you play good, hard, honest footy yeah. in the middle of the harbour, yeah. which is the greatest in the world. Greatest harbour in the world. The greatest, jewel, of, jewel of the city. Greatest harbour in the world. It's the greatest harbour in the world playing God's winner sport, yeah. the greatest winner sport in the world, mm-hmm. in the greatest harbour in the world, on, a, yes, a floating shithole, but, <laughs> but, but not, you, not, not. Under its current transformation, no, that's what I mean, right? It would, it would. You know what it'd do as well? It'd re recalibrate people's perception towards the cruise ship. If yes. I'm in the cruise ship game, I'm getting I, out right now. Yeah, let's say uh, what? Are, who who owns those fucking P and O cruise, Caribbean cruise? If I'm CEO, cruise. I think the P and O's are a bit small, but whatever. They're all shitholes. For argument's sake, if I'm CEO of P and O, I'm looking at it going, "We're fucked here. No one's going to get on one of these petri dishes ever again. They're no. shit. We all know they're shit. Full of Westies." If we can recalibrate perception around them, maybe we can claw back some some goodwill yes. towards the the cruise ship. And I think it starts and ends with good hard, with good hard rugby league, rugby league, right? And then you also open the window for other sports to do the same, mate. NBA, NBA could be doing it. Why not, mate? The it's NBA an abs- it's actually it's actually a no brainer for the NBA. Actually, the NBA should really be doing it. You could have two games. You could have courts on either end you of the play, fucking thing, mate. Mate, you could have four courts. Right next to each other. Yeah. And just play basketball. Just ball out. Mate, look, I mean, it's it's actually, look, we sit down, we're we're here for one minute, and we come up with just this, like, really realistic goal. Wait, someone try and fucking poke holes in this thing. Um, Did you see that there's, I love the headline on Fox Sports, but like, that Phil Gould's name's been bandied about as a future CEO. So obviously, obviously, with we discussed it last week. The NRL spending. Can I have some of that, please? Yeah, sorry, bro. The NRL spending fucking five hundred grand a day. Uh, just you know, lost their way as it were. Greenberg almost certainly out. He's fucked it. Sorry, Greenberg. We love your beard, but you're out. Yeah. Writing's on the wall. They're talking about Phil Gould now. I didn't realise that Phil Gould was a sports administrator. Look, Phil Gould being... Man of many talents. Phil's man of many talents and a huge and very important character in the soap opera that is rugby league. And I'm not going to sit here and knock his footballing brain because he's got one. Or his ability to contribute to the soap opera of rugby league. Yes. Which I think is more important than anything else. Where he sits within the hierarchy, within the cast, if you will. Oh, he's 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 like our... Yeah, he's one of the main characters. Yeah. Now, Phil's record in terms of like what happened at Penrith where he was an administrator, I guess, or a CEO, like they didn't exactly, he didn't set the world on fire. He wasn't a CEO. He was like a director of football operations, wasn't he? Yeah, I think that's, yeah, let's go with that. I think that's correct. Whatever he did there wasn't exactly, he didn't set the world on fire. He can coach. He can talk on TV real well. He did some great stuff. They've got like the, the football you know, academy. academy in there. That, he also you know, fired Anthony Griffin when they were on the doorstep of finals and then they fucking sucked ass and just sort of dropped out. Yeah. I'm just saying, listen, I love Phil for the role he plays currently, which is a an expert dribbler. He knows the game. He's, he's tried and tested in the coaching ranks. He's also now wants to be a player manager. So he wants to be a commentator, player yeah. manager, coach, CEO as well. He's not going to be able to do it all. And if he becomes a CEO, then we lose his podcast. We lose his dribble on the com- in commentary and on, you know, the various rugby league shows. 
Mate, really, I mean... I God, just don't think he's CEO. Heaven help us. If he becomes CEO, we've completely lost our way. But that would be you know who else's name decisions. was bandied about? Wayne Bennett. Rug- I mean, what? Does rugby league realise that maybe rugby league you know people... Bush, you know how bush league you look throwing those names around? Yeah. Feel good. Like, you want to be taken seriously, seriously. but you're not. When you're fucking talking about feel good and wait, God help us, Wayne Bennett. <laughs> you squander all this money and the game is now like on the brink of collapse. And, and yes, it's like, let's throw up yeah. more rugby league ideas. Yeah, but, but and then people go, oh, but then no one's actually seriously considering those two. That might be so. But... People in rugby league, i.e. the journalists and people that love to talk out their ass, ass, are throwing those names up. Like, you're dragging the game down by talking absolute crap. I'm telling you that Phil Gould is not out of the realms of possibilities to get in. As yeah, a I know, but Wayne Bennett is. Oh, Wayne for Bennett. God's yeah, sake. Yeah, yeah. God save us. Wayne Bennett. God, and like look. Matty Johns the other day. Love Matty Johns. Big voice. Big personality. Yeah. Hell of an operator. Yeah. He was saying yes to Gould. He's like, well, we'll say this about Gould. He, you know, he, he does what he wants. And like, you know, he's not going to be a yes man. And he's not a popularist. That's what he said. Not a popularist. And I'm like, so what? That's not the what, point. What? You're going you're gonna to employ him to make unpopular decisions? Yes, some decisions that need to be made by C's will be unpopular. But to employ someone because they consistently make unpopular decisions <laughs> is ludicrous. It doesn't, it doesn't make perfect sense. And I don't know who the CEO is. I have always found that the CEO in rugby league is a like the toughest gig in the world in that if you do if you do well you're doing what you should be doing and if you do bad it's like you or you know like oh mate it's you're a tough gig piece it's an, of shit. oh it's a tough gig I'm not going to sit here and say it's not a tough gig I saw Kenty and and Mick Ennis getting into it on one of the NRL shows and it was like Mick's going Mick's going listen Greenberg's fucked up here but he's like there is an entire commission of people that this also falls. And the commission on. isn't that old. The commission's old enough to for a lot of the fuck ups to yeah, yeah. be but to be two thousand twelve. Yeah, to be included in it, right? Yes, so yes. Like, and then and Kenty was just sort of going, but Green, I think Kenty like is Greenberg think, in his sights, yeah, right? Yeah, but it's time. like it's like yeah, Greenberg, absolutely, yes, yes, Greenberg. But also there are more than just Greenberg here. What the fuck is the commission been doing? Yeah, I know it, it, it commission as well. And mate, I'm not going to let the clubs off the hook. You know what I mean? Like, well, the cl- that's what they said. Really the clubs good. haven't. It's not like the clubs have been doing that well. And look, just from 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 a manly perspective, right? Manly are relying on Panda chipping a million dollars a year. Pan has to tip in just to fucking keep the the club afloat. The now, lights on. Now I love winning rings more than the next bloke. You know what I mean? More and, than life itself. Yeah, more than life itself. And I can appreciate that. Yeah, Cherry Evans one point two, and then the Trevojevic has got to lock him down. Got to lock yeah, him down. Yeah, yeah. But also, at some point, you've got to look at it and go. Well, maybe we can't. Re- we need to start putting money back into the club instead of just yeah. But there's it all a salary cap. You can't. No, no. But you don't have to spend a salary cap. You get given. Thir- they get given thirteen million. You get given thirteen million. Right. And what and what people aren't remembering or focusing on is, but you need to fucking use that thirteen million effectively. If you run out through poor management, you can't turn around and then blame the NRL for not giving you enough. But you've got a certain amount to be allowed to spend on players. It would seem in a competitive competition that you would be wanting to spend. All of that nine, say it's nine million, as best as you can. Yeah, of co- yeah, of course. But what I'm saying is, it's like salary caps nine point eight million. I think they get given thirteen a year. What I'm saying is, if you're overextending yourself and you can't even keep the fucking lights on, you can't yeah. even buy training equipment. Yeah. Maybe you need to look at how you're spending the money you're given every yeah. year yeah, 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 instead yeah. of blaming the NRL for not giving you enough. Yes. That's my point. You are still being given money. Yes. You're still given thirteen million. 
which is 3.2 million more than the salary cap. And if you are still, you can't afford training equipment and shit, it's like, well, bruh, what on. are we doing? What you know what I mean? Yeah, I'm no, just look, saying you're not, the clubs aren't immune no. from. And also what that, uh, I saw an article for, they were saying like, uh, like I think it was sort of like $100 million worth of club leadership turnover in five yes. years. So coaches, CEOs, yes. all this shit where they're yeah. like sacking him and then paying that. Think about what the Tigers did. The did Tigers three sacked, CEOs that were going at once? Well, the Tigers sacked like four coaches in three years or something ridiculous. It was like Mick Potter and Tim Sheens, Jason Taylor. Like, like just a ridiculous amount of fucking coaches. But all, but more than that, there was a point there they were playing like five top tier players that weren't even at the club. That's it. So like there is stupid spending here, and that's again. And it's just not the NRL, mate. It's no, not just them. No, no, no. Well, if the NRL caught with the pants down, or yeah. caught swimming nude, tied yeah. out, but yeah. also all all, all those clubs, clubs are yeah. swimming alongside the NRL. Oh fuck yeah, they're just as nude as they yeah, are. they are. Anyway, look, it's uh, it's it's harsh, weird times. Obviously, we still hope that the season comes back. But I just look at that June 1 starting point and I'm like, that's hilarious. If yes. they can get it going, like, obviously I'll be wrapped. On the knees. I'll be wrapped. Straight they, to the knees. Oh, so, mate, prepared to. Prepared to get down and, and put in my work. put it, Hold up my end of the bargain, Tom. Yes. But it would be shocking because... Yeah. No one else would be playing sport. No. And if the NRL is just like, we're coming back, baby, oh, that'll just make my fucking year, yeah, mate. Yeah, absolutely. Now, what I was going to say as well is what has been impressive, and obviously you've only got the, like, all the NRL players aren't that visible, but to see how quickly these guys who are being paid hundreds of thousands of dollars a year, how quickly a lot of them have just sort of switched back into like, well, fuck, man, I've been, like, 70% of your of your salary gone and like Victor Radley, John Bateman, these guys just go straight back into work. Mm. You're seeing them on the tools somewhere. The coach of the Knights, Adam O'Brien's like a fucking barista now. <laughs> Jake Friends opened a plumbing business. The one I really liked was or uh Boyd Cordner telling a bunch of the younger players like mate if you need money like yeah, he's like, I buy groceries and yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm fucking balling out the ass skipper of the nation stuff, so 70% to me is still like I'm still in the top 1% of the world. Yeah. Um, but Christian Welsh was one that I liked. Now, he's a friend of the show, Christian. Storm player, Queensland player. and Do you know him? Or does he know us? He knows us. Right, okay. But, I mean, I know him as a rugby league player. I know no, him. no, no. But I thought that there might have been some, like, oh, triple like a personal M stuff. No, 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 no. I had no personal Just a friend connection. of the show. Just a friend of the show. Love that. Believe his older brother may have got him onto it, who, again, we don't know. Brandon Welch. The, the great and the powerful, great, the great Brandon, and powerful Brandon Welsh. Christian's brother. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 I know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but Christian was calling all the old members of the storm, like all the oldies who don't necessarily have access to your hangouts, your Zooms, your Facebooks, your WhatsApps, and so aren't really like keeping in touch with people. Mm. And he'd just call them for a yarn. Old members he'd call for a chinwag. Yeah, he was just calling oldies for a chinwag. See, look, rugby league's alive and well. Rugby league's when, alive. when there's that's people the out there, spirit of rugby that's league it. Right there. If you wanted to know what the spirit of the game is, that's it. That's it. That's Christian on the blower yeah. to old people. And I think having was, COVID yarns. And it was like his, not even COVID yarns. Just how you going no, but there, mid COVID. Mate. Yarns. Oh yeah, mid mid pandemic yarns. Yeah. And I think no times confirmed, but we're gonna we're gonna start doing some interviews. You know, just probably on a mobile phone or a little hookup. But we've already got Christian locked in for some time. So, you know, he can treat us like the old people is calling. 
Like that. Yeah. Look, I mean, we don't know how long this is going to be going on for. And at some point, we need to give the punter and the dribbler more content. Yeah. And that involves more interviews because it is still, believe it or not, I know you're doubting us. It's still the year of the punter and the dribbler. It's still the year of the punter and the dribbler. Make no mistake. You don't think a fucking pandemic is going to come in here and derail the year of the punter and the dribbler. It's not. No. It's not. Now, has it made it more difficult? Yes. Marginally. Marginally. Has it stopped us? No. Nope. And bigger than ever. Yeah. Bigger than ever right We're now. literally growing exponentially. This is the biggest we've ever been. Yeah. So you tell me who's winning, pandemic or us? Have you tell we us. grown during COVID? Yes. Yeah. Has it flattened our curve? No. no. P's and D's, a uh, lot of leadership changes. Well, a lot of leadership change chat at the moment. Yep. Rugby union not immune from such... Conversation. Well, I'd say they're probably most susceptible. I think so. Look, I don't think there'd be many people who would be giving Raylene two thumbs up, no. job well done stuff. No. Except, of course, her and her own team. Apparently in their annual review of the year gone by, where, again, I don't want to keep bashing the code. I'm just regurgitating what I read. Mm. So don't hate me. No. Like, if you, if you write rugby, rugby union, if you write rugby union statuses... And you get upset because we bash union all the time. Not my fault. Union no. is doing it to itself. Listen, rugby union, the only thing hurting it, rugby union. But also, like, rugby union dribblers, the only ones that get upset with us when we bash a sport. Like, yes. if we're hammering NBL, we don't have NBL dribblers going, you leave them alone. <laughs> like, rugby union dribblers are the only ones that seem to not be able to realize their code is fucked currently. Yeah. <laughs> like when we're bagging NRL right now, people are going, how about a bit of positivity around the sport, you know? It's like, listen, bro, like everyone gets it, except rugby union dribblers because they seem to lack self-awareness on yeah. some level. Yeah, 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 Carry on. Anyway, so, you know, crowds have fallen off a cliff. They said no to the TV rights deal that was in, put on the table in November. Uh, had to pay Irizarry for our $8 million, if you believe if the, the, the rumours. Uh, that has been Bandied substantiated out. by yeah. a couple of people. Anyway, it's been a cunt of a year, right? Yeah. That's the only way you can say it. Mm -hmm. Uh, Raylene and co, giving them a 72% approval rating. Like, we out of 100%, think 72%, like... In terms of, like, performance. My my score out of 100 was 72, they reckon. I mean, I'd be interested to know what they're being scored on before I can judge them too. Well, apparently it's based on an, uh, an internal metric that they designed. Right. Okay. Well, like, so obviously it's going to be, it's going to be favorable, isn't it? <laughs> anyway, Raylene, probably on the outer, who then to replace Raylene and bring rugby union or back. the RU back from the brink? Uh, in true rugby union fashion, uh, they've gone someone in-house, someone close to the center of power, as it were. Yep. Someone who's suckled on the power teat yep. for the last 20 years. Oh, who's been deep throat in the power teat. Someone who played in the glory era, therefore has the... apparently all the answers, yeah. even though people who played in the glory uh, era so far come up with no answers. No answers. In the time of need. Yeah. You could argue the people in power during the glo- glory era should be in They're, power those, now. Let's get those sort of people yeah, back. Yeah, get those people back. People that created the glory, bring them back. Yeah. And I'll give you a hot tip to players. You're not that responsible. Not as responsible as you think you are. 
certainly not from a governance perspective. That's exactly. <laughs> that's, but that's what I hope you yeah, think. Yeah, yeah. They go, mate, I played good footy, therefore. Yeah, yeah, you were a great footy player. <laughs> yeah. Don't take the rugby league approach of yeah. I play good footy, therefore. Th- therefore I am. I am a governance wizard. That's not how this works. But Phil Kern's the man in question. Yes. Now, I know that Phil, and look, it's a hallmark of the rugby union post-career to go into some sort of like financial career where yeah. by and large they are like let's say you work from a quarry they, yeah, bank they, and it's, it's like go out to lunch with it's these BDMs. People. They're BDMs. Yes. Business development manager. Manager. Yeah. Like I was saying, going that's out their role. If they yeah, that's their role. Yes. And they go out and, and wine and Greece, dine. Yeah. Wine and dine and, and spin old footy yarns. Oh, by the way, we, are you still a client? Of course we are. Great. This Perfect. is great. Look, Sterling Mortlock's coming out to lunch with us. We're going to fucking go and get belted. Yeah. We're going to go to Mr. Wong's and we're going to talk about old footy. Oh, guns. he's going to tell me about the time when, you know, they were running nude through the fucking thing. Yeah, yeah sure. We'll sign on again for another 40 million. Great. Yeah, sure. Deal done. Cool. That's what rugby union players do in their post career. Yes. As opposed to the NRL corpy, which is like, I'm going to go and say a bunch of real heinous shit <laughs> at like a pub lunch. Yeah. And get paid handsomely. And get paid and in handsomely cash. in cash. Tax-free, baby. Anyway, Phil, I don't want to... Look, I don't want to cheapen whatever Phil's done post-career because I, to be honest, don't know, but I know it's We're in talking that... in generalities here, yeah, punters yeah, and yeah. dribblers, so don't come at us don't with some specific with, yeah. deal. Uh, you know Because I won't hear it. <laughs> some rugby union dribbler is definitely going to come in with... Oh, no, he's, he's, no, no, no he, was, he was drafting it. Yeah, and, yeah, then yeah. He's, and now <laughs> he's just take, take your hands off the yeah, keyboard. Yeah, yeah. Get mate. off Phil's LinkedIn, you loser. So, Phil... If you're coming from mine and Eddie's perspective, which is the premier voices in sport in Australia. I'm also happen to be the Minister for Sport. Happens to be the Minister for Sport as well. Uh, it feels like a little bit more of the same with someone like Phil, where it's the sort of the backslapping, uh, you know, establishment man, the company man, Rugby Australia. And let's be honest, Phil was one of the commentators for Fox along with your Rod Cafers yep. of the world and I mean I like George Gregan but John Eels as well where if you believe what some say is that they were all like they would ne- they were all sort of part of the fucking the problem as well like yes. they're all in the echo chamber of bullshit yes Yes. Autofillating each other yeah, themselves. Yeah. They like the sound of their own the voice. Others. Yeah. There was nothing really that good or helpful that would come from it. No. And look, I, I mean, let's be honest. It's not. It's not groundbreaking commentary. Is no, it? it's not. It's, it's not at all. It's, it's not award winning. No, is it's it? not award winning. It's never, not award winning. It would never have won awards. No. <laughs> so look, I don't know that Phil. Let's go for someone who's a business I think, look, I powerhouse. Think, yeah, I think you need. I think you need a smart cookie. Yeah. And I'm not saying Phil's not smart. I'm no. sure. He, I'm sure he's. You know. I'm sure, he's a quite very intelligent. intelligent cookie. Sure. Not here bashing his intelligence. I'm just, I just think you need someone a little bit left of field. I think you need an on, an operator, an yep. administrator. I would, I'd maybe even be looking to the US, getting a fucking gun administrator. Yep. Maybe not someone at the tippy top, and you know, not like an Adams. You Adams, can't afford it. Yeah, you can't afford like a an NBA commissioner or someone. But there'd be blokes price who, specific. Yeah, but there'd be blokes who would be just running as teams. good. Think about those that have run exactly. teams over in America. I just think that you could big country. Fucking big country. I think a lot of weapon administrators over there would jump at the chance to come over here, right? And that's just me in 30 seconds sinking a bit left field. Yeah. Get a weapon, a sports administrator to come over and see if he can write So the what one. you're saying, Eddie, let me just get this correct. You're saying, as an idea for rugby union, that 
they should get uh, someone who is adept at the art of being an administrator of sport, yes. maybe built a career out of it. Yeah. And get them and to... Who, and who's got runs on the board. Runs on the board. Yeah. And a sports administrator by trade with runs on the board yeah. to come over and administer a sport. Now, I would, I'd probably be, be looking for someone that hasn't mismanaged a salary cap and left a, car, sure. a club teetering on the edge okay, as yep. a selection. Yeah. Okay. But what about have they... Do they have to have won World Cups for their country? <laughs> Rugby Union World Cups. How do we get no. around that? Now, Adam Silver, the yeah. com- NBA commissioner... Now, does, what position does he, did he play? Did, does did it he look like he has won rings? <laughs> who, did, who did he play for in the NBA? Was there... Surely. Surely. <laughs> was he a point guard? Look, I, yeah, exactly. Right. That's my right. point. That's my point. Right. So he didn't lock down a scrum. <laughs> no. So, look. And and we, Tom, Tom and I could be wrong. Tom and I could be wrong. The answer to all our problems may well be a World Cup winner. Yeah. May well be. Two time. May well be. He's won two World Cups. May well be. That might be that might be the secret, having had one one at least two. One of which was in the amateur era before his job was even necessary. Maybe. But also, equally, I think we should try something a little bit different, and that's go for a weapon sports administrator. I could be weapon. wrong. Let's go let's look at a weapon. Let's just start looking at weapons. Let's look let's let's get a list of weapons together. Let's get the gun rack out. What what do we got? Let's get let's start at military grade yeah. and see what we can afford yep. and work all the way down. Work all the way down to your 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 nerf gun. Yeah. And see what it see how it performs under the pump. How reliable is it? Yep. Has it got what sort of damages kills has yeah, it got? Yeah, what what what's the damage it can do? Uh, distance, it can power. Yeah, power to weight, all that shit. Accuracy. Yeah. Get to li- get together a list based on all those metrics and see what what you can spit out. Yeah. And then measure the options, the the, the probables. Well, look, we'll we'll have against like, Phil and see how they stack. Listen, up. we will still have as a segment in there for like you know, okay, well, it can shoot this far. World Cups won. Now, then, you know, Phil's probably going to be the only one that can. You get points for World Cups won, but you don't get all the points. No, you don't. That's not. That doesn't. That's not au fait accompli. It's yeah. like, all right, you're in. Yeah. And that's probably the correct way to go about it. Yeah. That's just our thoughts, our feelings. Look, we could be totally wrong, and if Phil gets the job, clearly we were. Well, no, I don't <laughs> think that means we're wrong. <laughs> Look, put it this way. If Phil gets the job... We'll support him. Put it this way. But not blind. Put it this way. If Phil gets the job and the code continues to spiral out of control, into a death spiral, essentially, don't fucking write us inboxes being like, lay off rugby unit when we bash it all the way down. Yeah, because we will. (laughs) Because we will. We'll bash it all the way down like we would anything else. Yep. And if it was doing well, we'd we'd carry it all the way up. we, We would lift it up. Mate. With us. We play it as we see it. I don't know how many times we need to tell you dribblers. So stop sliding into our DMs crapping on. Oi, can you guys like not be just bash rugby union all the time? Well, what would you have a say? Would you tell me, what, the things are tell, rosy? Tell me what you'd have a say. You don't think we love rugby union? Curtly Beal, we chased the throbber for two years. Love Had him on. Love Curtly. Nick Phipps, love Nick Phipps. Drew Mitchell, Drew, love Drew Mitchell. List goes on and on. We love rugby union. But if you think we're going to lie about it... <laughs> Look, I'm not going to come on here no. onto my podcast. Not yours, by the way. It's not yours, you fucking. Onto my podcast and tell you that your shit doesn't stink because it does. It's reeking. It's reeking. It reeks. So good luck to Phil. Um, Taj Burrow, latest. Into Look, latest you know what? You know what? You know what? You know what? I follow. I follow surfing quite closely. Don't yep. surf myself, but I follow the CT. I follow the QS. 
me and my business partner, Matho, love it, right? I follow a lot of the service on Instagram. And I was shocked to see friend of the nation, Taj Burrow, Taj Burrow West Australian of Margaret River fame, yeah. come second a couple of times in the CT. Absolute throbber, like a sicko. Yeah. Great bloke. Pushing this narrative that 5G fries the brain. Yeah, and uh, and I think also helps coronavirus spread. And control. Like, what what are we on here, bro? Listen, I just think. I if read you're the gonna- comments. There's so many people being like, "Well, you shouldn't use your microwave ever again." Bro. Yeah, yeah. Like, or like, if you're worried about the rays from the fucking 5G, don't go out in the sun. Yeah, yeah, because the sun's doing a lot sun, worse. UV bro. rays from the old sun. You know that thing that's fucking. Billions of times the size of Earth? Yeah, that thing is doing Millions. far more damage. A million times. There you go. To be exact. No, that's fine. I think, again, speaking in generalities there, I don't think I... You know what? What? Could, what? You're right. We needed it. If you, if you know the truth, <laughs> speak it. <laughs> <laughs> so Taj has put up on Instagram saying, I don't support 5G. Is that sort of it? It was just like a... Say of, no to 5G. Say no to 5G. Mm. Um, and then I, like Jack Robinson, who's a young up-and-comer, just made the CT. He's a sick hunt as well. He's been like, yeah, 100%. Like, no. A lot of surfers coming on and being like, no, man, no way. Say no to 5G. It's like, bro, you, look, none of you have done any research. Yeah. I know for a fact. No. None but of also, you have done any research. And if you have, you're on like crazy but why don't you why don't you like put some evidence forward rather than just saying like i don't stand yeah here's why instead of saying no yeah this is based what you on need some looney tunes website you've been on yeah here is what you need to know to make a decision this is what i've read to make my decision here's what here's what scientist a said backed up by scientist b backed up by scientist c don't don't reference like mums and anti-vaxxers and shit bro because that's not going to stack up for me listen i love and respect my mum more than anything else in the world right your mum too yeah mums in general love mum love mums if you don't think this show isn't pro mums this is then you have not met our dribblet no dribblet dribblet this is a pro mum podcast but if but if my mum just came to me and said, don't trust 5G, I'd be like, listen, mum, I love you, but I need to see some reasons why. Behind. Tell me why. Don't tell me that Karen told you. Mm. What, who's Karen? Is like, Karen a scientist? No, Karen's your mate. Sorry. Yeah, exactly. And I feel like Taj is just talking to mums. You know what it's like? It's like if you're, if, if, some, if a member of your house came home and said, oi, mate, you know you really shouldn't be putting unleaded petrol into your unleaded petrol car. It actually, like, diesel's way better. Unleaded's really fucked for it. You'd go, oh, that's pretty out there. I'm going to need you to back that up. Yeah. Before I just believe that yeah. blindly and put diesel <laughs> into my unleaded. Because yeah. that, that's, that's not what I've been told. No. And that's not, what, that's not what's commonly accepted. Yeah. So I'm just going to have to look into that. Or but have so, you... No, no. So if you come to me with a wild ap- ap- uh, accusation like that, you're going to need to back it up for me. Yeah. Because either everything I know to be true is wrong and you're right somehow... Or Surfer. you're an idiot. Taj Barrow. Or you're an idiot. Professionally. Yeah. Or you're an idiot. C-T-E-R. Look, this, mate, he's taking a pounding. He's taking a pounding. In big waves, bro. He's taking a pounding. You get knocked down on the... You know, hold down after hold down after hold down after her. They're rattling your brain reefs, around. reefs, you mate, know. Look, seriously. Oxygen de- deprivation. So uh, it saddens me to say, but we do have a new Cast applicant member. for C-T-E-R. Yeah. Well, that was certainly a good audition. Oh, it's a hell of an audition. It's yeah. a hell of an audition. Yeah. Let's see what he can come up um, with. Let's though. see what he can come up with. Um, but we move on. We move on. In in uniquely MBL fashion, Eddie, mm-hmm. um, 
there is now a team <laughs> owned by an 18-year-old. I forgot where you were going with this. I was like, what is, what's this NBL? Yeah. Yeah, 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 unbelievable. An 18-year-old owns an NBL team. Who's not even signed to an NBA team. Like, no. hasn't even been drafted. No, no, no. Yeah, he hasn't even played any NBA. I wonder if he's using his brother Lonzo's money or if he's if he can afford it with, you know... Is what's what what's getting what's the price tag? Sorry, for the Illawarra Hawks for an Hawks? NBL team, fifty grand. It wouldn't be much, would it? That's the thing. It wouldn't be much. Well, how much is it? That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Well, let's let's look into that. You Google it. You're the fucking. You're out. Well, do you reckon they would release that? I doubt it. Cost. Just say what's an how NBL much team cost to buy an NBL team. Now, this was posted to hoops.com.au, which is where we get all our NBL news. Yep. How much would an NBL team cost? So this is four years old, but we can we can run some... We can run some quant modeling on there to sort of see what the inflation is. Okay, be. so first, uh, first, first person says about $3.50. <laughs> Alex okay. said... That's don't, just mean-spirited. Alex said, don't be silly, more like $2.80. Okay. Now, this is some pot shots here. This isn't fair. Now, Mad, Mad MacDub, rather, said, cost per year, I'm guessing, between 2.3 to 3 million. Purchasing the business would be cheap. As a rule of thumb, purchase price should equal three times business earnings. I think this bloke's dribbling. Can't imagine an NBL club having a large amount of earnings, virtually no real assets, or not many in any event. A lot of contingent liabilities with future contractual obligations, e.g. Biggs Luke's salary, a classic example, venue hire agreements and lease agreements with company cars. That's his answer. So how much? He, someone said three million. There was a bloke from Tassie NBL bid on the radio this morning quoting the three million as the minimum per year. Okay, that's three million to run a team. How much to buy the fucking thing? It'd run at a loss. <laughs> You'd have to assume, like all sports clubs in Australia, couldn't run it. Couldn't couldn't make money if it's There's run no if way. three if it's three million a year to run. That ain't making money, is it? Look, we don't have an answer, but he's bought it. He's bought it. I imagine he didn't have to spend too much money on it. Yeah, that's all we're saying. I think it would have gone cheap. That's all we're saying, punters and dribblers. Would have uh, gone cheap. Eddie, one more, just a little shout out to uh, the king himself, King Curios. Yep. Um, just want to get up what he's done here, King. You and I, obviously, big king fans for... As long as anyone can remember. King posted this on his gram today. If anyone is not working, not getting an income and runs out of food or times are just tough, please don't go to sleep with an empty stomach. Don't be afraid or embarrassed to send me a private message. I'll be more than happy to share whatever I have, even just for a box of noodles, a loaf of bread or milk. I will drop it off at your doorstep. No questions asked. Join the cause. Man, he's class. That's class, dude. He's all class, mate. We've said it before, and we'll say it again. He's class. Classy dude. Really nice. But it's a nice maturity from King. Mate, he's coming up. He's coming up. He's he's turned a corner. Last year, I think the bushfire relief, uh, being back in Australia, playing some good tennis. Now, obviously, he's the turned... bushfire is not a good thing at all. They were horrible, right? No, no, no. I'm saying but, that no, the but role I'm saying, he played... But, but for, for, like, almost... It was the making of the man. Making of yes, King. Yes, maketh the man. Yeah. Cometh the hour, cometh, cometh the, man. the man. And he cometh all over that hour. WrestleMania, they Fox Sports just gagging for content, put up like a, a, you know, a highlights package of it. And it was 
And I again, we've been through this. I'm not a big wrestling guy, no. but it was awful. I can't believe it was awful. I cannot believe that wrestling has continued in these empty, silent rooms where these guys are still fighting each other. Like the Undertaker's fight scene, they almost made it into like a movie. It was. It was fighting in a cemetery. Yeah, I think that's genius. That's how they should have done yes. it. Yes. They should have just produced content pieces where it's like, you know... This Why not? The, like movie, like, yeah, like a movie. Like a movie, clip. like a mini vignette yeah. movie thing. Rather than having these guys fight in a ring in a weird... It was in a warehouse. Yeah, and it was dope. It was... In terms of, I didn't watch it, but in compared to what the other things were, it looks way better. Now, I mean, look, it's all weird. It's all fucking, it's very weird. I think you just let some of this shit go, especially wrestling. Just give it a minute. Yeah, give it a minute. Give bro. it a minute. But UFC in an empty, it's going to look weird. Isn't well, they won't it? even just go fight in gym. They'll just do just it in like, gym. Well, yeah, or something smaller where it's like you can have a certain. You'd have to, you wouldn't need to be in a venue. No, well, there's no point, right? But I mean, speaking of Fox Sports gagging for content that's also a sad sight to see at the minute isn't it those poor staff riders just fucking banging it out whatever they can get their hands on mate we put that thing up a lot of pun and dribbles were sending it into us but that Paige Sprenak who's a very attractive former professional golfer but now it's getting a bit weird mate it was like every second golfing article is her her. mate if you want if you want clickbait just put up Tiger Woods shit, mate. No well, one moves a needle like Tiger. Yeah, just put up, no. just put it, just put up, put up fucking highlight packages of every major. Sure, but what they're really doing is clickbaiting with tits. Yeah, but mate, Tigers, Tiger, you can you can clickbait the pun on the jibber. Of course you can, but you can click clickbait. I know what they're doing. Even I know what they're. Fans. I know what they're doing. Yeah, and like, they're all yeah. just like. They're all just like dribbling yarns. Like none of it's like news. Look it's at like, her new putting technique. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is her with the putter between her boobs. Yeah, it's outrageous. It, uh, it's tough. It's tough out it's there. Tough it's to, tough out there for staff tough. writers. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Star- you wouldn't put your name to the article. No way. Some do. Some <laughs> of them did. I went through and looked at it because I, I went and hunted them all down. Yeah. Uh, some did, but there was a lot of like staff writer. Yeah, of course. Of course. Staff writer. Um, anyway. Uh Wanted to send out commiserations, Tom. Yeah. Who are we commiserating? Friend of the show, Tom Pace. Oh, yeah. Uh, who got wronged by the TAB on the weekend. What do you mean? Now, he had a quaddy going, an active quaddy. He'd won the first three legs, right? Mm-hmm. For the punter and the jibble that doesn't know how a quaddy works, you're going to have to go Dior it because I can't be bothered explaining it to you. So three legs down of four legs, right? The fourth leg was, I can't remember the name of the, the horse. It was a $2 favorite. Everyone loved it. It was the best of the day. Like people loved this horse, right? Yeah. It was going to get up. But he thought, I'll go check and see what they're offering me to pull out because apparently they were doing like a pullout offer on the weekend. And he was offered to pull out at that stage. He had 50% of the quaddy. It ended up paying seven and a half grand, I think, after four legs. So. Mm-hmm. Caught three thousand seven hundred. He was offered eighty grand, eighty three thousand dollars. He was offered, and it happened to quite a few other punters. Like some like so, it's was, like a glitch. There was a syndicate that was offered like three hundred and fifty grand. All this shit, right? So obviously he accepts, yeah. Because who doesn't? Of course, you know what I mean. Yeah. Anyway, I'm like, he's like, he calls me, goes, mate, what do you reckon? I go, mate, I think they're gonna they'll they'll catch on. If they don't, then it's one of the great heists of all time. <laughs> of all time. Yeah. That's movie stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, they catch on, cancel the bet, give him nothing. And he's like, what the fuck? Calls up and they're like, 
no, 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 like you took the payout. He's like, no, 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 I took your payout that you offered me. Yeah. He, I wouldn't have pulled out if 700 bucks. I was confident it was going to win. I would, have re- I would have seen it out and won 3,700. They're like, no, we can't guarantee that you would have. And I'm like, he's like, yeah, but you offered me 83 grand. Of course I'm going to take Who that. Who the fuck wouldn't take that? So I'm starting to think, was this some sly ruse, like getting people to accept cash out payments oh. by honey dicking them with huge amounts? Dude, that's so fucked up. They fucked it up as well, right? Yeah, they, yeah. They, they, yeah, they made the fuck mistake up. Yeah, yeah. and they've just gone nuts. Sorry. What do you've got up? So did the, did the Yeah, five... yeah, got up. Fuck yeah, he was. Yeah. He would have won three thousand seven hundred. Or they so. should pay that out. They should pay that out. They They're like, no, out. we're gonna we're gonna pay you out what the payout should have been, and you can guarantee they'll offer fuck all. What assholes? Yeah, scumbags, right? Yeah. Scumbag shit. Mm. Now, so, if any uh, sports betting agency would like to sponsor the podcast, well, if you would, if you would have done the right thing by the punters, unlike Tab, we'll have you on. We'll have you on, unless Tab wants to give us. A significant amount of money to do it, then we will. We'll also write. We'll wipe this from. Yeah, the we can wipe that. Yeah, yeah we can. We can go back and retrospect. But shout out to punters that got that got molested got, over yeah. the weekend. <laughs> I feel like Eddie. It might be time to get to the dribbler dribbles. What do you think? Yeah. What I will say before is it's been great to see the punters and the dribblers getting around our dear friends at Yuli's Brews. Yeah. So we've obviously. Hell of a drop. Hell of a drop. We've been, you know. I just got some Seabass delivered today. Yeah, I got some Seabass and some Amanda um, IPA, Mandarin IPA um, delivered. So, yulisbrews.com.au. There might not be an AU, but just have the AU as a safeguard. Go there. Type Yulis Brews into Google. And you'll find, you'll find your way. Uh, help small business. These guys are fantastic. By drinking piss. By drinking piss. Sit at home. As we said, if you need just a couple of beers to get you there quick, then you can go the higher alcohol content. If you just want one to sit on session, then Seabass is probably your man. Or yeah, see, Norman. I think... I, look, I'm a Seabass man. I'm a Seabass man. I got a case of Seabass last week. I just finished a case of Norman, so I love them too. Just finished them. Absolutely. But Seabass is my sessionable drop lager. Of choice. Drop of choice, personally. Yes. So that's all. Just wanted to quickly give another reminder to the punter. And the dribbler. Yeah, yeah. And if you are the owners of that Rosé brand I'm refusing to mention, obviously it's tough times now and you've probably fallen on hard times, but shame on you. Yeah. Look, we're thirsty. We're thirsty. And you know what? We're, we might be a big business, but we, you know, when it comes to alcohol. Put it this way. We're in the trenches right now, Tom and I. Yeah. Taking, taking COVID gran- grenades on behalf of the punter and the dribbler, getting content out weekly. And, to and, soothe all you. And this, wait, if you don't think this isn't thirsty work, then you got rocks is. in your head, mate. Yeah. This is the thirstiest work. And we don't have rosé. No. Nah. Bone dry. Bone dry. So. Now. Do the right thing. I would like to say this before we get into dribbler dribbles. We've got content coming up here. Now, as you said, we've got the Ice Olympics. So that's the Isolation Olympics, which all will be partaking in. We've also got, in the coming weeks, we're going to be doing podcast companions for a couple of famous games first game off the rack is going to be joey's return in 05 that's game two game two origin for the uninitiated amongst you so we're obviously we've we've done this in the past as a proper fact where we just get blind and watch a game this one's going to be all right because you'll be able to sit at home and watch it as well a nice full reminisce on one of these great games while we sit there and get blind so it'd be nice to have some rosé there or maybe we'll just fucking go so go another direction like Yuli's Bros. But put it this way. If the thought of watching Joey at his best, Game 2, 2005... In isolation. ...doesn't get you up and about and fill your pencil with lead, 
then you should probably stop listening to this podcast because yeah. you're not the listener we want. No. Sorry. So that's coming up as well. And then obviously we will do some interviews at some point. So there's content just rolling. Oh, it's raining. It's, it's raining content. Raining. We are midway through a pandemic that we seemingly once in 100 years. Oh, yeah. And it's still raining content. Still, almost more. So you Maybe. tell us who's winning. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, and now I think we dribble. Uh, g'day. Uh, it's been a while. Um, Tom and Eddie. Uh, Hitman here. Uh, returns. Gone down another rabbit hole um, in quarantine. Uh, self-isolation. I've been told to stay at home, but I'm doing what everyone else should be doing and what we've been told to do. And uh, Similar to that time I dug deep on um, aphantasia, I've... Um, started going really uh, really deep on um, Gordon Tallis put together that uh, his Broncos team of the century um, which included Webke which I thought was an interesting choice I mean obviously they're mates and I know a lot of people of Gordy's generation don't really like to acknowledge the existence of Polynesians but um, <laughs> I started going down um that rabbit hole of props in the NRL. And um, are you aware that Josh Papali has scored 47 tries for the Canberra Raiders? Um, no, it's not. I don't like to use this word because it's been banded down, banded out a lot in these uncertain times, but that is unprecedented. <laughs> um, I mean, I know that different teams have... Um, Webke only scored like 15 tries in his whole career. That's 11 years um, at the Broncos. Well, partly granted, he's been probably playing for eight years at the Raiders, but that's just for the Raiders. Um, like, I mean, obviously, I often look at like the uh, statistics of a, of a prop because most people just you know don't don't look at how many points they've scored when they judge a prop, but. I mean, what's going on? Like, Webke's supposed to be one of the great... You can't compare eras. I know that. I mean, you look at Payne Haas versus Webke. Um, uh, the hitman pissed. Pissed. You know, uh, yeah, sorry. Uh, you look at Payne Haas versus Webke. Um, He's definitely out of Rugby league. And, and Payne Haas doesn't drink. Um, and trains 12 times a week. You can't compare years, but fuck me, that's that's a fair bit um, going on for Papali, and that's not including Queensland and uh, Raiders, uh, like uh, representative stuff outside of the Raiders. Uh, sorry, I'm starting to triple now, but yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, Jack Watton got me, Jack uh, Watton got me onto the highlights of Papali. You should, you should go down that path. It's like a 10-minute highlight video. Of Papali tries. Well, I don't know. I thought he was maybe talking about this this dribble was 10 minutes. Um, listen, now, was that the length of an AM radio call? Yeah, sure, it was. It was. Long dribble. The hitman returns. Hitman was pissed. Hitman was pissed or he was on weed gummies. We can't confirm either one. Know that the hitman loves both. He was inebriated. He was certainly under the influence of something. I will say this, hitman. Look. No, you can't compare errors. Josh Papali is a front rower, but also a back rower. Uh, and 
Shane Webke still better than Papali in my mind. Also, did you see Gordon Tallis put himself as coach in that team of the of the decade? Didn't. Or the te- or all-time team. Put right. himself at coach so Wayne Bennett wasn't there. Well, because Gordy hates Wayne. I know. But yeah, it's right. hilarious. Yeah, like, I'll is. coach. Yeah, I'll he'll coach. coach. Whereas Gordy was obviously going to be in there, but you can't put yourself in there. Um, but look, yeah, uh, Webke's, Webke's a fucking throbber, dude. Webke was elite and he was consistent. More consistent than Papali. 47 tries is hectic. Josh... A very good player for Australia and Queensland, but Webke for me. Sure. Look, I, I, I don't know what his point was, but his point was who's better or was his point, should we look at front rows that have scored heaps of tries? Yeah, I'm not... Look, again, he was... He, he was, was vague. He was stoned off his yeah. tits. Yeah, he was stoned. He was stoned. That was a stone dribble because he trailed off for like 45 seconds and then forgot point. And forgot where he was and came back. Mentioned Jack Whiten at some yeah, point. Yeah. <laughs> that was... Jack Whiten's a back. <laughs> it was chaos. It was, it chaos, was chaos in there. Hitman was stoned. But that's all right. Look. We love that. Did we love it? Yeah, we did. We appreciate that. Um, but he was stoned. That's there's no, there's no doubt about it. All right. Um, just before we go on, just back to the correct the the five G thing. I just saw an article here where it was just like the five, you know, about the five G uh, sort of issue going on. And this was, uh, I'll just read it here. Amid New Zealand's four week COVID nineteen lockdown, a social media post. This is where it all happens. This is where all the news about fucking this shit happens. Taj Burrow. Uh, a social media post claims there is a link between the nation's coronavirus response and the installation of 5G towers. So the Facebook po- the Facebook post shows a screenshot of another social media post, which begins <laughs> with the comment, "Wow, man, check out this comment from last night about the so you know like it was grammatically incorrect. Wow, man, check out this comment from last night about the 5G towers going up around NZ during lockdown. I fucking knew it. We are locked until the towers are done." The featured comment circled in red reads, my hubby's mate just called him on Thursday to say he'd just counted about 10 new towers going up in Wellington. He saw one of the workers that he knew, so pulled over and asked him. He said, bro, we signed a contract we are not allowed to discuss, but we've got four weeks to get these up. So, you know. Holy shit. Obviously, look to more responsible and reliable methods of information than Facebook posts. And also, I just got this in regards to Israel Folau by friend of the show, Nick Parsons. According to a report in The Australian, the settlement is being paid off in installments, and those payments could be decreased significantly if the financially strapped rugby Australia is forced into insolvency, which would mean Folau would end up becoming an unsecured creditor and likely only get paid out a few cents in the dollar. There you go. Which would be... Such, such glorious karma. Yeah, that'd be about... Wouldn't that be glorious karma? One of the only positives from COVID. Back to the dribbles. Back to the dribbles, dribblers. Hey, boys. Um, Just want to give a shout-out to the punters. And the dribblers. (laughs) It's your favourite Nova Castrian. I'll give give you two boys three seconds to guess who it is. Three, two, one. That's right, please. It's Nils over Nova Castrian. I was going to say the, the, the field. <laughs> nah, uh, but the... Um, I'm here with uh, Mr. Jake, the snake, the from Newcastle as well. And we, yeah. we've just been sitting here discussing about utilities and the, the, the best number 14, as you could say, in the game of rugby league. And 
you know I'm from Newcastle, you know I'm a biased man, but Kurt Gidley would have to be the greatest number 14 to ever play the game of rugby league, as you could say. We're trying to to figure out who else would be one of the the greatest ever number 14 to ever play the game. Like, honestly, Kurt Gidley, he (laughs) captained New South Wales from the bench. Hullabaloo, but honestly, Ted said, who else would play... Who else would captain their state of the bench exactly. other than Kurt Gilly? <laughs> but other, other than the go, who else would be the greatest ever 14? And I, I'm not talking about someone like Craig Wing that comes off the bench and plays hooker only. I'm talking about people that come off the bench and play multiple other positions than just your 14 coming on and playing hooker because, yeah, that's... You know what that's like, but... um. Like, you get players like, uh, for an example, Kirk Gidley, he obviously <laughs> plays, comes off, he come off the bench and he could play in the middle, he could play at the back, he could play in dummy halves, he could play in many other positions. Another good example, you you, bought, you two boys, being Manly supporters, you could agree with me, Daly Cherry Evans, when he come off and played number 14 in State of Origin for Queensland, he, he went and played in the middle and his performances were... Um, yeah, but they were they were decent. They were about seven out of ten, but they weren't Kurt Gidley style. Um, I just want to know who else you reckon is the or what your two boys' opinion is the greatest fourteen to ever play in any club level, representative level. Um, I know I'm a biased man, but the only one I can sorry, I know I've said a few examples. The only oh other God. person I could think of is Connor Watson. Um, from Newcastle, <laughs> never know the caption, but yeah, I'm a I'm a biased man. But I'd, I'd love to I'd love to know what you boys think. Um, Pepsi Max soon. Love you boys. Love the show. See you later. Neil so fuck. Oh, I've missed Neil so. I've missed Neil so as well. Fuck, that was a good end. That wasn't was it? That's that was always the best I've heard. I. Almost think I agree with Neil So on this one in terms of who's the best because when he's talking about uh, no, but he's but like yeah, putting context utility. yeah, exactly, and someone that played a lot of fourteen, not someone that played a scaric of fourteen, no, no, no. like Joey Johns played fourteen exactly for you know Origin I mean? when yeah. Kamali was half exactly, but also he'd only probably come on and play hooker and, and halfback, whereas whereas uh, Gidley he was a fullback, five eight halfback hooker back rower, that's. That's huge utility value. Yes. And he did quite rightly point out that Kurt captain from the bench, which is one of the great uh, backhanded compliments any player's ever received. Um, it's probably the greatest backhanded yeah. compliment. But I would happily... I'd oh, go look, with I'll, I'll sit on this podcast and go along with Kurt. I think... Because Kurt was a good player. Played he was Australia, a great player. Great player. And, just, and but but every an everyday fourteen. Oh yeah, absolutely. You know what I mean? He could play fourteen week in, week yeah, out. Oh, he was a fourteen for every occasion. That's right, that's right. Not, not, not a starter. Not, yeah, not but, a starter. Yeah, yeah, not a starter. A, an everyday fourteen. Yeah. And not just a not some bloke that we're shoving onto the bench to make our narrative work. No, no, no. He is yeah, exactly. Not just one where it's like, oh, I'm picking my all time team. It's like I'm picking my greatest utility player. And yeah. Kurt's in that. Yeah, one of the great warmers of the bench of all time. Yeah, and yeah. as we've said just a handful of times already, to captain your state off the bench means that you are a 14 to your core. And to your detriment. 
<laughs> You're a great 14 to your own sort of career prospects. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You are the epitome of what it is to wear the one and the four. Yeah. <laughs> hey, lads. Uh, look, it's Sunday afternoon. I've just finished some mowing. going to have a beer mowing because I doubt you can now look at in HD light because there's no footy. Um, I was just taken by your podcast a couple of weeks back when you suggested using the fighter jets we have at our disposal to take down some cruise ships which have decided to embark in this pandemic time. And, uh, well, I thought you could expand uh, using those fighter jets. We could also use them potentially for flybys over beaches if there's any dribblers who want to stay at the beach too long. Uh, the entire city of Gosford, perhaps. It's just sitting <laughs> in the path of a high-speed rail, if you ask me. Uh, also, rugby headquarters, rugby Australia headquarters. Look, let's just save our lay to the whole thing, get it over and done with, then we can start a new comp. Uh, look, I'd love to hear your thoughts on this, if you have any other ideas. Thanks very much. Be here soon. Right, so I think he's asking, is there anywhere else we'd like to bomb? <laughs> Look, we've actually called back the uh, the fighter jets on to um, cruise ships that have NRL isolation. Yeah, NRL capability. Potential. Yeah. If they're too small, they'll be sunk. Yeah, they'll be sunk. That's official. Look, I'm not ruling out Gosford. I've always wanted to go to Blue Tongue Stadium, if it's still called that. Yeah, it is still To watch a game of footy. Yeah. And I was supposed to go up there this year because Roosters were playing Manly round two at Gosford. And I'd, we'd penciled it in. We're going to get the train up there, yeah. maybe get a night at the uh, at the F1 and, yeah. and, and go and hard. Come hard. Yeah, yeah. But so I'm not prepared to get rid of Gosford I'm, until no, no. I've done that. Well, Gosford, no, yeah, not, not Gosford for us personally for this podcast, not under any danger of not being under bombed. attack. Um, but to be honest, I'm not sure. You put me on the spot. Yeah. Again, I'm, we're not we're not ones to throw knuckle sandwiches, as it were. We're so, not knuckle sandwich guys. Give them when they're required. But I we're not. We're not fatalists in the sense that I don't want to give a knuckle sandwich with which someone will not survive. <laughs> so bombing to that end seems a little bit too final. Look, I mean, we'll if you, give knuckle sandwiches. Yeah, yeah. Look, if you push me, if you push me to the edge, I'd probably AFL's probably first to go. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, no. If you're going to push me, I'd probably say A League, although it provides such mediocre entertainment. <laughs> no, but it, look, but it, it brings, it gives us stories by which we can we can talk yeah. about it. AFL week. not huge in the story. Like when they had to change their own nets during your game. Yes. The players had to literally put the nets on because. Look, it's a good question. It stumped me. Yeah. Don't know. Don't know. Nowhere in Australia, really. I love my country too much. Yeah, that's where we're really pro. Australia. You know what? Okay, I've got an answer for you. I've got an answer. I've got one. Every wet market there in China. There you go. Every single wet, wet market, market in China. See ya. Gone. Done. Knuckle that's, sandwiches, a lot of them. Yeah, all of them. I'd scramble every jet in the country, in the world, or no, in the country. In Australia, we're using Australian jets. Here. Yeah, yeah. Well, we want to pull Australian jobs. And over a weekend would eliminate every wet market from Shanghai to Wangjiang. All across China. From east to west. East to west. North to south. Top to bottom. Thanks for coming. Let's go. Two dribbles remain. Hello to Hello Sport. I hope you're all well. Eddie, I, I trust you are well. You're always well. This is more of a message for Tom, though. Um, Tom, it's your captain's 
speaking here is Chigger. I'm the captain of Thick Ropes 11 to all the P's and D's out there. Um, Tom, just chasing um, some overdue match fees again. But I understand that we are living through these trying times the best we all can. But um, I just need you to remember that I'm not the fucking Smith family of park cricket, Tom. Nor am I the father, John fucking Riley's youth off playing free cricket either. I'm not the fucking Ronald McDonald House of complimentary hit and giggle. I'm not the R.U.K. I'm not in a fucking position to keep doing this, Tom. Okay. All right? I don't know how I can be any clearer on this. There is no such thing as a free lunch in this world, Tom. And there is sure as shit no such thing as a free game of explosive 2020 cricket. <laughs> I hope you're both well down there in Bondi. Um... Stay off the beach and wash your hands. Be a <laughs> <laughs> You've been ducking match fees, you Mate, cheap prick. I fucking owe match fees. I do owe match fees. <laughs> I know you do. You just called up. <laughs> I'm sorry it's gotten to this skip. <laughs> oh my God. He's had to call the triple hotline for match fees. Well, that's one way to get through to you. Well, it's the only way to get through to me, apparently. It's tough times. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> Pay a match fees. Well, I'm going to have to. All right, Skip. Match fees on route. Yeah, and apologise. And apologise. I'm sorry. Deeply, deeply sorry. But, I mean, look, that's also part of the job of being Skipper of the Thick Ropes County 11. You're chasing this shit. Mm. I'm sure of sports clubs across this great brown land of ours, Eddie, match fees are to be chased up, and I'm no different. Thick Ropes, no different. Sure, I'm going to have to look into what I owe, but... <laughs> Well, you might have to go without, big fella. No, 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 no. Anyway, let's move on. Sorry, Chick. That was fucking funny. G'day, Tom, Ed, Punts and Dribs, uh, members of the esteemed 11 and the rest of the Midnight Blue Legion. <laughs> uh, full quick hit here. Canberra Raiders fan number one, 11.2 on the beat test. Um, I just wanted to phone in with a little... Yeah, I've thrown together to sort of express how I feel in uh, these this footballless war times that we're experiencing. Uh, so here is the uh, war anthem that absolutely no one asked for. Here we go. Season 2020, 2020, it looks like footy that is made. The tide has gone out. The boys have been swimming nude. My team was looking real good. The boys were up and about. I was dripping to break the footy drought. And then a bad shit from some prick who lived far over has turned this season on its head. Will we ever see round three? And here's me in my midnight blue, listening to HSP. Todd, help me. I'm in quarantine. Fobbers <laughs> are remembered, but the dribbler never dies. Make no mistake, this is a time of war. <laughs> Forced to sit at home, BB and KO on TV. But no content, because the sport's off. Well, fuck me. 
and God sent St. Bolandis to set the season free. He sees the light, he knows the truth, it's an essential industry. <laughs> and Queensland shut the borders so the Blues couldn't three-peat. God help me. This is COVID-19. <laughs> Well, there you have it, boys. Oh. Uh, pretty sensitive subject for me. That took a lot. Uh, stay home. Stay safe. See you soon. Tough point. Fuck. Full quid kid with the dribbler ballad. That, that was, was beautiful. Send that through to us in auto file if you, audio file if you can. That was good. That was very funny. Very funny. If you feel like writing a dribbler ballad, go for gold. Go for gold. That was a great way to wrap this thing up, Eddie. That was hilarious. Good timing. Great timing. You got that in late, did the full Really quid. late, the full quid kid. But he knows. Yeah, he knows. He knows when to do it. Uh, but that's us for another week. Hell of a show. Hell of a show. Look after each other. Uh, the ISO Olympics en route. Podcasts en route. We're going to do the companion with Joey returning in 05. Uh, that's en route. That's en route. At Hello Sport Podcast and Instagram. Please join... The Punters and Dribblers page on Facebook. Follow us on Facebook at Hello Sport. Twitter's something else. You'll find it if you give a fuck. We don't tweet that much. Uh, but I, I don't know, Eddie. Is that, is that where we leave it? That's us, baby. It's been a fucking long one. Could you two just not talk anymore? <laughs> <laughs>